and welcome back to Beyond All My Expectations. It's Nikki and today I'm here with Frasier. Frasier, hi. Hi. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. And how are you today? Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Busy, but all good. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, busy. If I feel like the year, like, life is getting busier, not just, like, in terms of people being outside, but, like, the demands on what we're supposed to be turning over. And it's both yeah. scary and, like, it makes you feel like, like the world's getting back to normal, but it's also, like, do I want it to get back to normal? Exactly, yeah. That year, yeah. 2020, was obviously, it was a very unique time for everyone, but it was actually quite nice that it was, obviously, it wasn't, you know, the situation wasn't great, you know, and, mm. you know, of that but just there was a there was a side to the pace and the slowdown of things that actually was quite refreshing it was quite nice yeah it definitely was I think I read an article recently and someone was saying like it'd be nice for people to you know get back to that front like they didn't use the word frantic but I was like between the lines I was like what if we don't want to do that because yeah. we've learned that we can do so much just if we pair back and we just think differently fingers crossed you know we don't go back to we didn't go from like zero to a thousand again because I don't even think we're equipped for it anymore because there's just so many mechanics that are needed to go to that level of thinking and moving. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm definitely not ready for that. Uh, yeah, I see that like, you're like me all wrapped up because it's refusing to be warm. Spring is just refusing to sprang or sprung. It's driving me crazy. It's autumn in May, isn't it, really? It really is. I looked at the forecast for the next 10 days and saw just clouds and rain and I was like, oh no. Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's really, oh wow. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to break this to you because I was really, I was feeling optimistic and I was trying to make plans with people and I was like, oh my God, so we can sit outside on and I was like, not that day, not that day, not that day. I was like, no. so how's June? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about July? Let's just, let's just like postpone it to then. Yeah, definitely. One day, one day, we will have summer, but they are predicting summer is going to be really hot. So I feel like we're going to be complaining on the other side of this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we always do. Yeah, definitely. Here's to 30 something degrees. All right, then. So we've had a bit of a chat. And as always, I have guests intro themselves because I feel like I can never do anyone's resumes just justice. So, Frazier, I'm going to hand it over to you to just tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Frasia Ben. I'm co-founder of Lumify Energy. I started my career in the medical field, started my career as a dentist, and then had a big career change after about, after around 10 years, I had a big career change like fully. And yeah, happy to tell you a bit more about that. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. So dentist Frasia, so tell us about like your passion to go into dentistry and what that world looked like for you at the start of your career. Passion. I, I, I don't know about passion. I, I personally think I've come to a place where I think that not for everyone, but I think we maybe choose careers a bit too early <laughs> before you've, you know, before you've experienced what you really, you know, what you really like and what you really enjoy. That's definitely the case for me. It was, I'm really glad I've got very traditional Nigerian parents who encouraged me to do very, you know, traditional, take on a very traditional profession. I was at school. I was, I was, I was, pretty good at the sciences so the natural progression for that you know is medical space to go. sorry the medical space <laughs> medical. yeah exactly so I kind of not knowing much else and this is something that I realized actually also that you generally you you, can, you choose professions based on what you've experienced and what you know with age with years I now know so many professions that necessarily listed either the careers that the careers advisor don't necessarily tell you about 
right? Yeah. There's so many things you can do. There's so many different spaces you can move into. Um, and I just kind of stuck to that traditional, that traditional route. So I then, I, I went to university, I trained, I studied to become a dentist, quite a long course. And I worked as a dentist for around 10 years. Wow. Loved, loved it. Loved my patients. Really, that was the best side of it, actually. I really, really enjoyed meeting different types of people. But I, I just wanted a new challenge. I really, really wanted a new challenge. And I wanted to just, I started exploring the idea of, because I think sometimes we can get stuck to a particular profession. Everyone knows you as Frasier V, you know. And I just started exploring the idea of, maybe just having a complete change. I just thought, why why don't people change change careers mm. so much? And the more people I spoke to, the more people I realized really didn't necessarily like their jobs, but they kind of just stuck it out. And in some ways they maybe became their jobs. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was that I wasn't my job, that I was an individual who had a certain set of skills mm-hmm. that could be used in different places. So, and dentistry was one of them. And I think the first time I realized this, I was speaking to one of my nurses as a dentist. And she said to me, because within, we were, we were a really small practice. It was three surgeries. Yeah. And they're saying to me, she said, all of you dentists, you're all very, di- like the types of patients you have and the way you do your job is very different. Mm. And I said, well, we're all dentists. What do you mean? And she said, I don't know. You just seem to have certain types of patients and you just work in a certain way. So what I found quite interesting about that was the fact that we're all, we've all got the same name, the same title, but actually the way in which we we dealt with things was very different, which made me kind of explore the idea of us having very different skills. We, we, all of us had very different ways of, so I had one particular colleague who was very, very good at dealing with anxious patients. Okay. You know, I was very good at people quite like the way I explain things. I explained things. I was very thorough. I was very detailed in the way that I explained things to people. And I just realized that actually that there's something there that actually that it confirmed to me that I wasn't a dentist. I was someone with a certain skill set. And I could yeah. probably take that skill set into many other professions and do lots of other things. And that was it, really. I just decided to, what I did was I decided to kind of just play around. I, I, I thought, let me just do some evening courses. So I just decided yeah. to just explore and just see what was out there and what was going on and what I enjoyed outside of being a dentist. Yeah. And that was just how I just started to explore and just, you know, kind of film around. And I think that made me feel a lot more comfortable about making the transition but it wasn't it wasn't easy it wasn't an overnight thing you know I did there was quite a lot of social pressure so it took a bit where you were successful yeah yeah and people could never understand how I how I'd studied for so long and then just that part yes (laughs) I think anytime anyone from the medical field goes I want to do something else I'm like but all that time I all that time but do you know the way I reasoned the time I reasoned the time by saying well I spent five years studying but I've got another 40 50 years to live true true I think yeah when you I think a lot of times we look back instead of looking ahead to like what's possible you're like I've already invested xyz where it's like you know that investment is going to pay off in a different way which is the skill sets you've learned and you see how you use it in one space and how can you then take it to another level in a different space I really thought you mean about how we decide careers too early I think I'm at the point in my life and I said this to someone recently I was like if I decide I want to be a lawyer at 40 I'm gonna do it I was like what's the worst that can happen I mean there are many worst that can happen but also 
I don't know that the worst will happen. So why worry about those things? And I really love that. I think that's a conversation we need to have more and more to people be like, I say this to everyone. I studied what I loved because I also from a traditional Nigerian family. Both my sisters are accountants. My brother did business. My mom did education. My dad's an entrepreneur and I did English at uni. And everyone was like, so what's going on here um, they're like so you can yeah. do a law conversion I was like no do you want to be a teacher I said no like, do you want to be a writer I was like I don't know and then I did it again at my postgrad and everyone was like so what are you doing and I was like I don't know <laughs> I'm studying what I enjoy and I will figure it out as I go and I think you know I just wanted to study something I was going to I was going to do well at mm-hmm. uh, that was for um one but also I was like I th- like this is a very hard choice to make like my a-levels have stressed me out I, th- I, I don't have capacity to tell you about the rest of my life yeah are you the youngest no I'm the second so also again it was very much like we had the accountant and then I was the next person to follow the lead and do medicine or engineering or you know something yeah. and I was like actually no I will be studying literature and classical studies which I had to explain to my father about 10 times what classical studies was <laughs> and he still doesn't he still doesn't know he tells everyone I did tells everyone I did media studies <laughs> oh, wow yeah. <laughs> so we just had to learn to deal with that one but yeah I think that's a really really big lesson so let's talk about you know your space of exploration what are the different things you're exploring in this time of saying where can my skill sets travel to what did you look into and why why did you even choose to look into the things you did anything and everything seriously mm-hmm. I, I don't know I was I was like I might be an astronaut I don't okay. know like literally I I, I really just thought I don't know. And I'm just going to do anything that just takes my interest and my fancy. I'll just try it. I'll, I, I, tried, I tended to go to and, st- and tried to do more um, creative things. Okay. Because it was so different to the kind where of side. Where yeah. Around where I was. So I thought, let me just explore that. And I did also, I, did, I, I remember I did this perfume making thing. I wasn't very good, Ooh. but I did it. I tried. And I think I think it was more, I think I had to come to a place where I had the courage to just try things and be a bit rubbish at them. And that's what I did. I just, I just literally any, like my friends would like, are you going on another evening course? Are you doing, what's, what's this one today? What's this? What are you doing today? You know, it was literally like that. I was just, I just, I did any and everything I could find. That was literally it. And I just, I just, I wanted, I think I had to feel comfortable with not being very good at certain things yeah and just feeling what it felt seeing what it felt like to do something else I had to kind of test the waters you know yeah oh my god I love this because you know when we think of someone taking like evening courses well like so they took like a accounting course they were like but it's like now I'm gonna go perfume making I'm gonna try baking I'm gonna try we never think of these things as again we don't understand like there's careers in these things in that way you just think of them as a hobby where it's like actually yeah that's probably the way we should be exploring things I find that really fascinating but also the fact that you, you know, like I'm in a very structured scientific space. I'm going to try things that are not always like they have structure, but there's part of it that's, you know, it's a guess game. It's part of, it's, it's innate in you. Cause I think like for perf- perfumes, you have to have the nose. And I'm like, what is the nose? So no, I didn't, you, I didn't have it. You either have it or you don't. I, didn't have yeah. it. <laughs> I tried, but I didn't have it. But I, you know, and it was, it was, I found it quite liberating yeah. to just be able to just, do whatever and I you know and yeah it was yeah it was just testing and just just feeling my way around that and actually I think a lot of that was just seeing how it could feel in a different in a completely different space Mm. being around creatives being around different people I'll tell you what else I did I did I randomly found on Eventbrite this event 
and it was all about it was um it was all it was for medics who okay. wanted to change career oh right so i went to this event and there's literally about 100 doctors and dentists who all go i hate my job that wasn't me I didn't hate my job but it was literally it was that was actually quite refreshing to be honest to to know that there were so many people like yeah, you because a lot of people won't say I was speaking to a friend the other day and she's a barrister and I was talking to her and I always try and talk to her about her job because I find it quite interesting what she does and she always sort of changes the subject and I remember I said to her I said, I said do you like what you do and this is her second career so she's actually had a major career change and I said okay. do you like what you do and she said oh not really she said, it's, it's okay and I said to her okay that's interesting she said you know you do realize this is my second career and I said yeah but so what you can and, do it again yeah well here's the thing what she said she said to me she said but I feel a little bit flaky. If I was to now go and tell my friends again that I was doing something different, I would feel flaky. Mm. So there was a side to her that just felt a little bit stuck because you have to choose something and kind of stick to it. And Who she says that, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, I understand that. I understand the reality of like, you know, because when you go through a change, there's so many other things in your life shift. You know, you're thinking, if I'm training again, I'm my relationships are gonna suffer a bit because I don't have the same time. And they are things, but again, it's like, you still have, what, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life to live. Yeah, yeah, you can just You can be the person at the end of their life, they say they explored everything. They try to find everything, but that's not also pushed in this day and age. It's very much just like, put your head down, focus, get the property, you know, investments. And everyone's thinking very like logically about life where part of life is just your, no, actually, you you create the life you have, don't you? I don't think of life as a creative endeavour of, like, you get to shape it and it should change and move. But I think the way society is structured, you don't feel like you have the creative control of your life. It's a scary, dark thing to have said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I always thought of um, I always thought of David in the Bible. Mm. He was a musician. He was a shepherd. He, he, um, he was a warrior. Warrior. Um, he he did a lot of things didn't he yeah. you know he, um, he wrote um poetry he wrote he you know psalmist he did all sorts didn't he in yeah. his his lifetime you never think about that guys david in the bible check him out some great psalms yeah i'm currently, I'm currently reading the psalms actually so, so this is actually a very timely thing to have said i'm really enjoying yeah. reading the psalms fantastic okay so you know so you did your moment of exploration so where did you move to from dentistry and what was that next space of I'm redefining who Frasier is and trying this with more commitment than an evening course. So I realised I was reading a lot as well. I was reading an awful lot. I had the two hour commute to and from work. So audio books were my thing and podcasts. I was literally yeah. daily, like I was going through books and books in a week. And I realised how much I, I always enjoyed business. And I think that was partly why I chose to become a dentist over a medicine because there's more of a natural progression into maybe owning your own practice than there is in medicine. And you can do that a lot quicker. Always love business. And I just found myself reading a lot of business books and being really interested in that space. And my husband, Travis, he, he was working, he was working in renewable energy at the time and he had a business idea and he said, oh, you know, I think we could maybe explore, you know, he was thinking, I wonder if there's a way that we, we could do something here. So he decided to explore, while I was still working as a dentist, he decided to explore starting, starting a business. I and mean, I was always kind of, you know, on my days off, helping him out, doing things here and there. And I just 
got more involved and I just loved it and really, really enjoyed it more and more. And then so what we did was I, I basically, the, one of the really, really great things about being a dentist is it's very flexible. Yeah. It's super flexible. You can do it three days a week, two days a week, you know. So what I did over time was I was using my annual leave as the business really started to pick up. I started using my annual leave to do things with, with you know, within the business. And then I, and then I started to cut down my days. So yeah. I started working to four days three days and you know just started to slowly cut down and transition into the business I went on maternity leave and and I didn't I didn't go back I decided you know to to, to kind of to stick with it and just go into the business full-time okay. so that was the transition into our current business wow, amazing and do you still have a stake in the your former practice in terms of ownership or you just completely transitioned out of that into I completely transitioned out of it completely I mean I started my first aesthetics business on the side actually while I was a dentist because I had an itch to just do something myself yeah um, I started that very quickly I started that within as soon as I could as soon as I'd finished my vocational training my VT training I did that and I just continued to do that throughout while I was working on the side it was a side hustle if you like, um, but I built up with a good client base and just continued to do that. So I always knew that, you know, there was something in business. But as I, you know, as I, as I said earlier, I just realised that I had a certain skill set which could, and I think starting that side business gave me a lot more confidence, but I realised I had a certain skill set that I could use in lots of different places. Yeah. You know, so that kind of gave me a bit more confidence as well to, to sort of go ahead and to go into the business full time. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I want to go into Lumify Energy. So can you just tell us a bit more about what Lumify Energy is and what you do um, within this company? Yes, so um, Lumify Energy, we all involved within the renewable energy process to simplify the payments. Our specialty is predominantly sort of the payments and the management of of renewable energy projects on behalf of landowners. So some of our clients have been councils, we've worked with quite large companies, Jule Cheese, large councils, Cardiff Council. We've worked with individual landowners, farmers, utility companies, Church of England we worked with. They've got a, a renewable energy set, they've got a wind farm. And we've also worked, we work with site operators and the professional advisors to the people who manage these sites. And that was the idea that Travis got whilst he was working within the sector, you know, for, for a larger organisation. Yeah. So that was where it came from. And yeah, that's what we do. What I do is I'm not on the technical side of things. So I mm-hmm. tend to be on the more strategy front, business development and and innovation. So we're looking at developing some technology within that space, a SaaS product. And that is what I, that's what I had. Okay, that sounds so cool. I have no idea what goes on the renewable energy sector. So when I was reading up on this, I was like, this is a gap. I didn't know it was in the market. I'm glad to see it being filled. Like it's, it's just really interesting to think about again all the career options or the avenues you don't know about when you're younger and you you know grow into life and like oh this exists and this there are needs in this space and how can I fill it and there's so many different ways Uh, yeah I'm just really excited to get into more about what um, Lumify Energy does but I think the first question I'm going to ask you is you know you came from being a dentist but also owning your own business to partnering with someone else partnering with your husband on top of that into a business so what was the transition like from like completely owning you know your sort of dental world I know you had sort of you're within a practice but you know you're very much in charge of yourself owning your business to then coming into a business in partnership with someone else what was that transition like for you I mean in terms of these partnerships not just you know the movement into industry it was different obviously as a dentist as an associate dentist there was a lot more infrastructure and help around 
Yeah. Right. Because that was a more of a way more established business. So there was a lot more help, a lot more, as I said, sort of infrastructure. And I think going into the business with my husband, we had to build that ourselves and we had to figure out from scratch the, how the partnership was going to work. As a dentist, yeah. there, were, there were kind of set and uniformed ways in which you work as an associate. And they're just mm -hmm. established ways that you work. You have a nurse, you have a principal, and, you know, you, you, we work within these, within these structures. But yeah. I guess the challenge was we had to come up with our own way of working, our own structure, which was, which was interesting to start with. I think we just kind of came in and I found that what we did was we were all, we were both doing a bit of everything, which was a bit challenging sometimes because, you know, you tread on each other's toes, but I think yeah. what we decided to do midway was to actually split the business and when I say split the business we split the business into departments okay. and we our skill sets so it was like okay yeah you're much better at this side than me I'm much better at that and you know and then from there we decided to say okay well if we if if, if I work on this these these departments and you work on these departments and that made it a lot easier much easier partnership and there was less kind of overlap you know yeah Definitely. Each other's toes. Yeah, I always say this, you know, having worked, you know, in partnership with startups and currently working with a small business, when you don't have the like infrastructure in place in terms of just like the way things should run, you're just like, oh, there's a lot going on and a lot of figuring out and just and it's so different coming from where the structure and you know it's like this goes here where you're like, oh, I have to figure out where things go and why they go there and how we can make this a sustainable journey of things going on. And it's quite daunting because again, you think of starting a business, but the admin is so boring, but so needed. And it's like, you can't, you look around and you're like, oh no, I have to make this happen unless I put these structures in place. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, which is a side of like business ownership. I always say to everyone who says they hate admin, I'm like, you can't like admin without the admin, you, you're not going to have sustainability. You're not going to grow. You're not going to, you're going to be all over the place. I mean, yeah. it won't take, you will grow. It'll just take you longer. It's a boring but joyful thing to have. Yeah. In place. It's, it's, a, it's a must, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, defining departments, which I think is fantastic. What then, I guess you talked about you doing sort of the SaaS development or the sort of strategy side of Numify Energy, but in the beginning, you know, what was, what was it like to establish yourselves as a business? What was that journey and how did you navigate sort of owning your market share within the energy sector as a business, as a, as a business? We were naive, which I think you need to be you better be naive because the more you know the the less likely you are to actually even take the plunge so we just we just I think it was we just did it we just went out and we 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 built a website we did it ourselves as most most people when you start out you kind of do your own website we I remember Squarespace only just came to the market it was really really new so it was a lot harder to put a website together I remember we and we just we printed some letterheads and then we got a friend of ours who wasn't he's not he wasn't even a graphic designer I think he had interest in graphic design so he put a you know put the logo together of course how else do you do it he put the logo together we came up with a name and we just tried and we tested and we played around with different things and yeah that was it we just we, we made a lot of mistakes but over time I guess you, you kind of you learn on the job I definitely felt that you know you, you learn I learned way more than I ever would have learned in 
someone else's business. You know, like you have people asking you about administrative things that you've never even considered or thought of. Yeah, I just think I think I love that comment about being naive because I think when you like obviously research research is important, but sometimes you look at the numbers and I think that puts a lot of people off because you're like, if if these are the odds, then the odds are not in my favor but I think particularly for yourselves you're black owned you know business within the um, renewable energy sector so what is I guess the reality of black contribution to this sector within the UK and what have you how have you seen that move or shift over the time that you've been running Lumify Energy? I ha- we haven't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there is much representation in the industry yeah. and I, I, I haven't necessarily seen it shift much how do I see it in the future it's a funny thing because we work actually within quite a few different industries renewable energy is a really really broad yeah yeah so we work within waste management there's definitely not a lot of representation in waste management we work with really small businesses we work with farmers we work with a lot of food producers so actually we work over quite a few as strange it sounds is it's not really in the renewable energy space if that if that makes sense we end up we find ourselves at trade shows or council trade shows you know where there are lots of council leaders as I said I found myself at a waste management dinner where Mm. they're talking about how waste is you know how people are disposing of in events and in spaces that you wouldn't necessarily consider or you wouldn't really necessarily think of so yeah it's, it's broad but I wouldn't say that there is a massive representation at all I'm not shocked by the answer in terms of the business side but I think and this was a question I was going to ask later on, but I'm actually going to pull it forward now in terms of how you see individuals looking into the industry. So in terms of, you know, individual projects bringing up about around renewable or even the waste space, do you see more black people thinking about long term how we're working with energy and you know and is your market solely the UK when you look at these things right now our market is the UK but yeah we do we definitely you know we definitely have plans to expand internationally do I see increasing I don't see any reason why not but I think sometimes in some industries I think a lot of it as I mentioned to you if you think back to what I said in the very beginning is I think a lot of these things are exposure yeah I think it's just exposure. Do you know anyone that works in waste? Do you know anything about waste? I don't. I didn't. You, you just you don't even think about it. It's not really a consideration. So I, I found a lot of these things are more about exposure. I think potentially the area that I have seen more representation has been more on the science front and the development and sort of I've seen it quite a bit in the material space. But but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I think it's yet to be yet to be seen it's a very it's an expanding industry so I think there's definitely potential for people to get involved but what will happen in the future I'm not sure if I'm honest I see maybe us maybe because as we as um, Travis and I have got involved Travis is, has got a finance background he has potentially getting involved maybe to start with initially in the more traditional roles perhaps yeah. you know as he did and he kind of you know ventured into this into this space okay yeah I guess I'm trying to think of where to move the conversation into and I think we're going to go back to sort of the business structure and growing the business because you came from I guess you had the business mindset already and Travis had the financial but I think in order to run a business like Lumify Energy there's a lot of growing a business scaling a business and sort of you know you're thinking employment you're thinking I guess you are you are working from offices so what was it like or what has it been like growing and scaling the business and what does the business look like today versus when it was just the two of you working to 
establish Lumify Energy because you just rebranded into Lumify Energy. Yeah, we have just rebranded. It's been a journey. It's yeah. been a real journey. I think when we first started, I don't think we were even aware of, in terms of growth, in terms of staff, I don't think we were very, we weren't experienced in terms of what we needed and okay. the, the, types of, the types of people that we needed to bring on. I kind of, I call it our first shot you know with with our, with our former brand I think that was just a lot of testing a lot of mistakes and what I found was because of those because of some of those mistakes I think it we didn't really it was it was really it was a real struggle to grow but yeah. I think the thing that really really helped us is advisors and mentors we found mm. that to be really really helpful to get external advice from people that are more experienced that have, have been there before and I think that has been a real game changer for our growth and our strategy and our plans moving forward and the rebrand that has made a massive difference to us. Okay and did you seek um, investment or has this solely been like a you know self-funded and profit to reinvestment style of growing your business? Did you seek yeah profit profit reinvestment so we've 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 grown it from you know from the from the start ourselves and we've always sought to not necessarily not to take investment unless we we need it and we've just we've always we've been fortunate enough to be able to grow without it and to just you know just keep it self-funded we have been offered investment but we just didn't feel that it was the right it was the right thing to do or the right time to take that investment and I think my question for you is going back to your advisors and mentors when choosing or when you know listening to people how have you guys approached who you get advice and mentorship from and yeah has this been strategic or has this been more like a falling into based on recommendations or life movements how have you really approached this because I think that's it's such an important thing for people to understand that you can't do the entrepreneurial side without having you know some some guidance but I think finding that guidance is such a tricky journey because there can be a lot of voices and that can be very competing and confusing. So what, what was that like for both of you? Because you also have to be in agreement as, you know, a partnership in this business. So what has that been like for both of you and how did you find them? So we found the best way for us has been more organically, just through relationships and through introductions. Yeah. We tried earlier on to, you know, to sort of actively find people. But we found that actually it's it's about a relationship. Yeah. It's really about relationship and just actually growing that relationship and then kind of moving on from there. We found it really when we when we when we just went out to look for, you know, when people have kind of mentorship programs, it never really gelled or quite worked out. So we yeah. found, you know, just those kind of serendipitous moments where someone introduces you to someone, you meet someone somewhere. Those have been those have sort of been the most I found the most kind of successful. And who do we listen to? And we we look a lot, we look for experience. Yeah. It's all about that person's experience. And we tend to look for people with very specific skill sets. So where I mentioned to you the departments that we have, we look for people. So within our own departments, we look for people who are able to advise in those very specific areas. Yeah. So that those those are the things we generally look for. And just also because you've got to, it's a relationship, as I said. So it has to be someone who you can easily talk to, who you feel quite comfortable with. And I think for me, for example, one of the things I always look for is people that are very, very, very sort of quite straight talking. You need that. Yeah. You need that person who can just say to you, no, I'm not sure about that. No dilly dallying, no trying to be nice. That can really just tell you, you know, tell you the truth you know, in a constructive way. And that's something yeah. that we definitely look for. 
Amazing. My first question is going to be, where are you seeing investment going within the renewable energy sector? So in terms of, is there a specific type of renewable energy? So like wind, sun, solar, I guess, water. Are you seeing people investing particularly in one type? Are you seeing an increase in investment there? And which is it? And why do you think that's the one people are going for? We are seeing more investment going to solar at the moment. Um, primarily because it's just the way the government subsidies have worked out over time so it's really about the subsidies available versus the cost to put a project together and making those those numbers and and you know those two those two factors balance that's why we've probably seen a decrease in some of the other energy types yeah we're seeing a lot more investment in solar a lot of people doing things in anaerobic digestion and more more that space that's where we're seeing most of the investment going in terms of the projects yeah oh okay that's interesting what is anaerobic digestion (laughs) sometimes you'll see it put in under waste management i've seen it kind of put under that under that umbrella and it's basically it's the decomposition of of organic waste okay interesting okay i think yeah we need not say more there i think we can all infer (laughs) what that means or do a quick google if you don't i know i think my second question again i think it's going to feel very similar is in what ways are we seeing investment being deployed within, I guess, waste management or the solar solar energy sector? And I mean, you know, what part of the industry is money being invested in? So is it like the tech? Is it the people? Like where are we seeing that investment money go to primarily? And why do you think that's where the leaning is in terms of what? Thing? I'm going to guess it's tech because I think tech is king right now. But yeah, why do you think money's going in that direction? And do you think, you know, that's the direction money should be going into? We're seeing, I'm seeing a lot more go into improving battery storage. You know, a lot of the energy that is produced to be able to efficiently and effect, cost effectively store it. Yeah. Um, that seems to be a massive, that, that's, that's one of the biggest problems in renewables. It's the fact that you can have a technology that will produce a lot. So, for example, in the wind industry, you'll see that sometimes the turbines will be turned off. Yeah. And that's because maybe they're just they're just produ- there's just a bit too much wind for the grid. But actually, if you're not harvesting that wind, then, it, you know, it, it could be a bit of a waste. So potentially it's taking that wind, allowing those turbines to still. There are other reasons that the turbines are switched off, but it's actually maybe just allowing the technologies to just continue to produce the energy and actually being able to effectively store it and keep mm-hmm. it, which could potentially reduce the need for other types of technology. And I know obviously because you've got things like nuclear, which, you know, there are different you know, people have different opinions on things such as nuclear. So I know that there is, you know, things that I've seen personally have been in the area of battery storage. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that sounds logical. And I know also, well, for me, I was just thinking battery and in terms of, you know, nations where electricity is in constant or the ways that which you can convert. Yeah, I guess electricity and the sustainability of always being able to process things. I know battery storage is really important. I think there's a startup in Nigeria that's doing some work in terms of solar powered battery packs so that people always are able to, you know, power things like ambulances, which is yeah. terrifying and scary. Even things like charging your phone so that you can access help when needed, just yeah. those movements. I think we very rarely think about battery and what that does for us and how it really is um, something that helps us move energy in a very yeah. efficient way. But yeah, that does make sense. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's nice to know. As I can say, should I do one final question? As an individual, how can we how can we get into the renewable energy sector what is the individual role i guess for the renewable energy sector i would say as i mentioned before it's a it's a really really large industry as yeah. there's so many different arms to it 
and I would say getting where you fit in. So it depends on, you know, I, I don't think that anyone should be restricted by their background or, necess or necessarily their former profession. Yeah. I think it's figuring out what you're good at and what you will enjoy and just kind of trying to find a space there. So if, for example, if you have got a legal background and you still quite enjoy um, working in the legal front, it could be getting in that way. I think there are so many different um, skill sets and different, you know, areas where people could get in and it's just it's just figuring out your skill set and just trying to make a way in that way that's what I would say and don't be don't feel restricted by your your previous career choices or profession you might need to maybe top up and do a couple of courses or you know just to better understand things but I think I think there are so many there are so many ways that you can get into the into the industry even with a background that's not renewables not environmental science not you know not not the, not the traditional courses that you may think could get you into the sector being yeah. a, me being a dentist is a case in point and did you take any courses or have you taken any courses just to learn more about some of these sectors i've i've read up i haven't taken any courses i've read a yeah. lot but again you know my skill set isn't necessarily on the tech side and it's, yeah it's not that side and my skill set is actually more in the strategy and the you know the, the business side of things so that's the way I've, I've fitted in that's where I've slotted myself in and that's that's where I play amazing okay Frazier we're coming to the end of recording which is uh, a bit sad always sad to me because I Again, I'm learning so much about the renewable energy sector. I will also be reading books because, you know, me, I always go books or maybe podcasts, actually. I do love a bit of podcasts. Are there any podcasts we can listen to that you'd recommend? Well, oh, I'm do our podcast. Oh. Our yes. podcast is going to start soon. Um, so if you, if you head over to our website, actually, at lumifyenergy.co.uk, if you subscribe to our content, as soon as the podcast is live, once it's launched, you can listen to our podcast. Amazing. So that's exciting. So guys, subscribe so that you can find out when it launches and we can learn more about the energy sector and how we can, you know, maybe think about pivoting into anyone who's looking, you know, a bit jittery in their current career there might be space for you there okay so out of the show I always you know go back to the expectations and just you know what we're looking ahead to or you know what we are comfortable in in the moment and I have two questions for you one is the personal you know for Frazier and one is the professional so I was oh do I do personal or professional what, what which question do you think I start with feeling oh, <laughs> yeah oh, my feeling my feeling all right start personal let's start personal awesome so when you look at you know where you are now you you are a business owner on two different arms what are your hopes for how you sustain your business I guess without giving into burnout your businesses without giving into burnout how are you managing or how are you looking to continue on your journey of entrepreneurship without you know, losing self because you're also a mother you're a wife you're friends but you're running two different businesses that require you know two different hats I, I'm going to assume yeah, yeah so how am I going to continue without like burnout so yeah that's a, that's a big one because when you start off it is as you know it's just you mm. wear all hats I think something that we're trying to do right now is we're actually on a drive to actually take more people on and yeah. to get, you know and to to out, you know outsource more tasks to other people so that's obviously you know a growth that's for growth but also to actually sort of lighten the load so that's yeah. something that we're looking to do today and we're also we're automating a lot more we, we you know oh. we, we try to use technology and a lot of the platforms that are available to us to actually 
you know, systemize and simplify a lot of the things that we do. Um, even our SaaS platform, that's the whole idea behind that. It's actually to simplify the payment process, you know, the consultations, a lot of the things that we do for our clients, a big part of, of our platform is targeted at, at simplifying things. So that's that's the aim. That's the goal. Awesome. And I think you touched on my second question, which is, can you share more about the SaaS product and what you're hoping to create um, and establish within your sector with it? Yeah, so it's a platform that will help to systemize and help to improve the accuracy of the renewable energy kind of payments and contractual um, agreements that are all in place. What's being done is it's quite time consuming in the way that it's being treated at the moment. So the platform aims to save, you know, help landowners and site operators and ourselves to save time in that space and to just simplify um, the entire process and improve accuracy and transparency with in the space awesome it's been such a pleasure to speak to you Frazier is there anything else you want to share with us today um no it's been really nice it's nice talking to you and I really love what you're doing with beyond all my expectations keep going and yeah it was nice it was fun Thank you so much. Yeah. And just before I let you go, can you share where people can find you and your businesses? So you can find us on, if you want to know about more about the business, you can find us on LinkedIn. We've got our website, lumifyenergy.co.uk. So you can find us there. You can get in touch with me personally on my LinkedIn. So it's Fracia Ben and and on Instagram, just on, you know, on, on all the social platforms you can find, you can get hold of, you can get hold of us there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Frazier. And thank you so much for listening. Again, this has been Beyond All My Expectations and I will see you next episode. Goodbye.